I'm Scott. And I'm Melissa. And we are the Sunshine Travelers. Our passion is travel and sharing our experiences with those who enjoy it as much as we do, or those who want to learn more about travel, or even those that just want to live vicariously through our travel stories. No matter where you fall along that journey, get ready to hear our firsthand experiences as we visit some of the most amazing places on Earth. For anyone that has ever traveled across time zones, you know the effects of jet lag. It's one of the things that can hold you back from really enjoying your travel. If you only have a limited amount of time, jet lag is something that you want to avoid if possible. Today, Melissa is going to share some of the tips and techniques that we use when traveling internationally to minimize the effects of jet lag and get you on track quickly with the local time zone to start enjoying your vacation. So pack a bag and travel across time zones with us without the annoying effects. We've done quite a bit of international travel, and one of the biggest headaches is jet lag. That horrible feeling when your body is used to a different time zone, and therefore it messes with your ability to adjust to the local time. You want to sleep during the day, stay awake all night, or maybe you just don't feel yourself until your body adjusts. Symptoms of jet lag can include trouble falling asleep, or waking up early or during the night. Fatigue, headaches, trouble focusing or concentrating, mood changes, and digestive problems. Some of those are hard to distinguish between just the travel itself, but getting a good night's sleep while on the trip is always a goal so that we can enjoy our trip, or if I'm traveling on business, I can feel well and be the most productive. It is a real issue, and I've read that it can actually take you a full day for each time zone that you cross. So if you are traveling six hours ahead, it can take you up to six days to adjust. If you are only on a week-long trip, and then you're headed back by the time your body gets adjusted to the new time zone. But luckily for us, and for you, we have found some techniques that can help you minimize the impacts of jet lag. We're always jealous of those people that can travel with no effects of jet lag. But for everyone else, we have just a few tips and techniques that are successful for us. So the first one is try to get some rest on the plane. Everyone is different, but for a lot of people, drinking alcohol, more than one drink or so, can cause you to be restless on the plane. If you can't sleep, try to get a nap or two so that you aren't just completely exhausted that you can't function. Also, make sure that you stay hydrated. Airplanes are a major cause of dehydration. It's one of the reasons that they try to keep giving you water during the flight, so make sure you drink plenty of fluids that will help you stay hydrated and help you to feel better. When you land in the city that you are traveling to, you may want to consider grabbing a quick and light bite to eat so that you aren't just completely starving. For us, it turns into being very hangry at each other, which is never good. Try to avoid caffeine, even if it seems like that would be a necessity for you to stay awake, and then go straight to your hotel. This is where a few tips that we're going to talk about now may sound a little strange. They work for us, so we really encourage you to give them a try. If it's nighttime, you want to try and get to your room and in bed at a normal bedtime. You may want to consider taking some magnesium to help you stay asleep and get a good night's rest. If you're arriving in the daytime, try to do an early check-in at the hotel. You may even want to consider starting your hotel stay the night before if you're getting in super early. That way your room will be ready and available when you arrive. If you do this, just make sure to notify the hotel that you're coming in on an early flight and need to ensure that your room will be ready and available. The next one is that several years ago, I discovered an app that uses pressure points on your body to help reset your internal body clock. The app is called Uplift. 
and we'll link it in the show notes. It basically uses the time zone that you left from and the current time zone and when you left, and that determines which pressure points that you're going to use. The app includes detailed instructions about how to find the pressure points and a timer that tells you how long to press on them or massage them. Next, we set an alarm for about an hour and a half later, and then we lay down and go to bed. When we get up, we grab a meal, coffee, and we spend the day out and about, and we remain active until bedtime. The key here is, though, as hard as it is to get up, do not stay in bed. It will wreck you if you sleep and then wake up in the middle of the night. It'll wreck your whole trip. So now, Scott, it's probably a great time to tell the story of our trip to Europe, where it took you almost a full week to adjust to the new time which aligns with the information I shared earlier. You wandered around the hotels and then the cruise ship until late in the night and in the middle of the night because your body clock was just so messed up. Yeah, I was really skeptical, and so I didn't try it. I think you had gone through all these tips and tricks and were in the bed and was sleeping away, but yet I was walking the halls like a zombie. And so you know, now after several trips where we've used these techniques together, I'm a total believer and I constantly share them with my colleagues. I would add that getting fresh air after the short nap is very important. Try to stay away from heavy indoor activities, as I truly believe that your body needs the daylight to adjust. And as you said earlier, I'm really jealous of people that can sleep on an airplane, but sleeping on the plane doesn't necessarily defeat jet lag. It's about your body adjusting its internal clock to be aligned with your current location. It not only affects your level of tiredness, it can affect things like appetite and mood. Just this past week, I was talking to a colleague from the UK, and she tries to only take daytime flights. While it's not always possible, we have always found it easier when traveling back home after a trip to Europe because you stay awake all day, and by the time you land in the US, it isn't very long before bedtime. So her theory of daytime travel really does make sense. Yes, that's true. But with the jet lag, what you might experience then is waking up at the time that you are getting up overseas and it'll be in the middle of the night at home. So these techniques can help with that too. Scott, let me ask you, because I've never traveled to Asia, what has it been like when you travel to India or the Philippines? Well, I can tell you, I wish I had known these tips. Traveling for what has sometimes taken me 27 plus hours with layovers um, to get there is quite exhausting. And the good part is that you normally land in the evening so you can go straight to bed. However, if you follow these tips and try to give yourself a a rest day the day after you arrive, uh, I think that would be very helpful. Um, This would be a good time to check out the pool at the hotel, do some light sightseeing, and maybe even schedule a short nap. Uh, If you're short on time, coffee is going to be your friend in addition to the tips listed above. Is there anywhere that um, else that this might be helpful to use when traveling? Yes. So this may have been before you would try out all my tips, but I do remember using it when we have gone to California just to help with not waking up at like 4 or 5 a.m. when we normally get up at like 7 or 8 as well. And one other thing I wanted to add, even though when you would go to India or the Philippines, uh, we had kids at home and I wouldn't travel with you, but you would travel during the weekend so that you could follow the tip about having a day to just adjust and stuff like that before you had to go to the office on Monday. Yeah, I've never understood people that would make those, you know, 24 plus hour trips and then try to go straight to a meeting. They were just absolutely like zombies. 
and there was no way that they were getting a whole lot out of those meetings, and they really didn't participate in them um, either. You know, talking about Asia, I can't wait to take you on a trip to Asia and let's try this Uplift app. Since I didn't know about it back then, or I wasn't a believer of it back then, I wondered just how effective it would be for those really long haul flights. Maybe one of our listeners will make the trip and try it and let us know. Yes, I hope so. We love hearing from our listeners and having them share their experience with us. We are currently working on a few guests for the show, and some of them have traveled extensively across Asia. We'll have to ask them if they have any tips or tricks that they use, too. We've talked about the tips and techniques that we use to fight the effects of jet lag on our trips. These work great for us, but maybe you have something that you found to be helpful. Drop us a note or leave a comment. We love hearing from you and are inspired by your stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode and will find some inspiration for your next trip. Most importantly, follow our podcast, leave us a review, and share it with your friends to help them catch the travel bug. You never know, they may become your greatest travel companion.